Welcome to the 16th episode of SBVC's Campuswide Podcast, the show where we keep you updated on things you should know if you are a part of the San Bernardino Valley College campus or community. Join us as we go behind the scenes with in-depth conversations about policies, events, and personal experiences of those working and living within the San Bernardino Valley College campus and community. My name is Dr. Scott Thayer, and I'm the Vice President of Student Services at San Bernardino Valley College. Are you ready? Let's go. My special guest for today's episode is the president of SBVC's Academic Senate, Professor Davina Burns-Peters. Davina, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. If you remember, the last time that you sat down with us was as a faculty co-chair for distance education. That was back in March of 2022, when we were still dealing with the disruptions that COVID-19 brought to higher education. We discussed how faculty and educational programs have had to pivot to address the challenges that came with distance education in order to ensure that our students still had a clear path to success. Back then, the future still seemed uncertain, and we did not know when things were going to get back to what we might refer to as, quote unquote, normal or status quo. So sitting back down with us in September of 2023, how do you think the public higher education landscape has changed in a post-COVID world? Well, if I'm being honest, I don't think we have finished with the change yet. Mm -hmm. The landscape has honestly been changed forever, not only for our faculty, but for our students as well. And and as I mentioned, I think it's still in the process of changing. Mm. What people might not know about me personally is I'm a motorcycle rider and I spend a lot of time in the sand dunes. Okay. And so if I, if I could, I, I see it as similar to that. So mm-hmm. the sand dunes are an environment that are created by the winds and they're, yeah. the wind changes and shifts the landscape. And sometimes that shift happens overnight mm-hmm. when really strong winds come through and you literally, a path you took yesterday is very different that next morning. Other right. times the shift is much more subtle mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of, you know, curving a little to the left rather than taking a completely different path. Mm. And I see COVID as very much like that. COVID was a very strong wind that came in that required us to change how we did things overnight and drastically impacted how we approach our student offerings, our education, the physical environment, everything that we knew shifted literally overnight. And I believe we're now in a space where we have learned those new pathways from Mm -hmm. that overnight shift. But the winds continue to come and the winds continue to shift and create slight changes in that landscape. And so as as a response, what I believe we have done as a faculty body and as an institution is we continue to check the landscape. What's different today than yesterday? What is consistent today? How strong was that recent wind that came through? And those are good things and sometimes more impactful things, right? Mm-hmm. So how does something like Books Plus change the landscape in right. a positive way, maybe creates a new pathway that wasn't didn't exist before? Mm-hmm. And how does an uptick in COVID cases or illnesses change the landscape where we have to shift once again and find maybe a, just a, a little side route? So. I, I see that ultimately what it ended up being is a, a way that we have learned how to be flexible. We have mm-hmm. learned new pathways. We've yeah. learned new ways to get to the end result, which as our students, yeah. 
transferring, completing degrees, completing certificates, finding success in their academic pathways. And we've just learned how to be much more responsive to them. Mm-hmm. And we've learned those major pathways, but we've also learned to keep an eye on the landscape right. because it's really important. Right. The resilience. You know, you're talking about all the adaptability, being resilient. You know, the sand dunes, it's an interesting story. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I know the sand dune has a lot of blind spots, right? When you're riding the sand dunes, you go up and you go down. And when you're down, you got to make sure that flag is flying high so people know where you are. Absolutely. If, if I'm remembering that correctly, but that is... You know, such a great symbolism, right? Knowing where we are within this context of a post-COVID world because it's ever-shifting with those winds. It's ever-shifting, absolutely. It sounds like you've been to the sand dunes. I've driven by, you know, I was like, wow, that's impressive. It reminded me of Star Wars. That's a side note, but, you know, when when looking at that. But it seems like very fun and adventurous. Absolutely. You know, and so just kind of talking about shifting and shifting priorities. Do you feel that there is a shift in priorities, both in what we offer our students as well as what students expect of their higher education now? I do. I think on both parts. I think the shift in priorities has really been bringing us to a space even more than before to be student centered Mm -hmm. and responsive to our students, because without our students, we don't exist. Right. Our purpose in and our mission is to be here to serve our students and to support them in their academic journey and mm-hmm. their success ultimately. So I think it's done that. But in terms of, I think I could speak more to what I think we see uh, from student expectations mm-hmm. is the students clearly have begun to more and more, so I should say, maybe not begun to, but even mm-hmm. more so than before, there's an expectation that they have options. Yeah. They have choices in their educational offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they expect that they have flexibility, for example, online courses, hybrid mm-hmm. courses, weekend courses, etc. Flexibility to match their needs, mm-hmm. their needs to balance work life, family life, illnesses, mm-hmm. caregiving responsibilities, Because we pivoted so well during COVID, that for many has become the the benchmark, the baseline expectation that that flexibility and responsiveness to their needs continues. There's also an expectation that we continue to be very human Mm -hmm. with them. And what I mean by that is see them as people first, understanding how they're coming to our table, how they're coming into our classrooms, Mm -hmm. virtual or otherwise. And that we, we continue to connect with them on that very human level, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Education right. is important. That is our mission. That is our goal. Mm-hmm. But we can't, we can't have one without the other. And so I think that those are some, some really major expectations mm-hmm. that not only came to the forefront during COVID, but have persisted since right. March of 2020. No, I think that's a great point. You know, empathy, understanding, you know, communication, all the students are expecting that they're gonna, we're going to have deliverables that meet their needs, but also prepare them for their future. So I think those are some, some great points. We talk about how, you know, how we traditionally have done things, the lessons learned in this post-COVID world, whatever that means for all yes. of us. And then, so what about the Academic Senate? What are the priorities this year for the Senate? Yeah, we have a few. <laughs> uh, when I say we have a few, that list is long. But mm-hmm. uh, a few of the top ones, of course, uh, at the top of our priority list every single year 
is to address academic and professional matters mm -hmm. as they arise. That's right. an ongoing, much like the landscape shifting, that shifts over and throughout the year and sometimes is unpredictable. It's unpredictable for a few reasons. A lot of it can be initiatives that come down from the state that we don't see coming until they're at our front door, yep. as well as legal changes, uh, legislation that comes mm -hmm. into play, etc. Um, so we're always thinking on our feet and responding appropriately. We're also really looking at increasing the transparency of our processes and our mm -hmm. procedures in terms of how does Senate, the academic Senate, I should mm -hmm. say, addresses things when they come to, to the table, when they come forth from the faculty body, right. which of course is our purview in our constituent group, mm -hmm. I should say, that how do we address that so that they can understand very clearly what they can expect back from the academic Senate and part of that is continuing to educate our faculty body on what that means, yeah. what our purview means mm -hmm. as well. How does that really connect to them and making that connection to the 10 plus one, as we like to say. Yeah. One of the initiatives that we will be addressing that will take mm -hmm. up quite a bit of our time this year is AB 928. Mm -hmm. So that is legislation that did come through. We've been watching it for a year yeah. and a half or a few mm -hmm. years now, yeah. knowing it was coming. It is now on our doorstep uh, with deadlines. Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, we will be allowing the curriculum committee to lead much of that work. So the curriculum yeah. committee is a committee of academic Senate. Mm -hmm. And so they'll lead much of that work, but the Senate will be behind them, supporting them in that. But most importantly, it's just really important to know that that legislation will impact not only our transfer pathways, which will impact every one of our students transferring, right. but also our local degree. Mm -hmm. And those are areas that will require a lot of collegial consultation, a lot of vetting, a lot of conversations across the campus, because it will impact every student that comes through our door. Right. And as we do that, we want to make sure that we don't create other barriers for mm -hmm. them, but that we utilize the intent behind AB 928 to the fullest possibility to remove barriers for our right. students. So that will be a very large initiative that we will take on. Yeah, well, just hearing, you know, that you talk about priorities and communication, involvement, uh, clarification, right? So everybody's clear on what's the intent. And the intent ultimately is to support student success, 100%. you know, get them to their goal. If it's a degree, certificate, transfer, workforce readiness or other, you know, those are the things we want to make sure that once they enter, they mm -hmm. understand the expectations and we can articulate that clearly, you know, across all constituents, right? Students being one as well as the yes. Senate's uh, classified academic Senate. So those are, that's great to hear. You know, what additional work on campus are you doing this academic year that you would like to share with us? So there's some really exciting stuff that's, again, going to be a focus of what we do that will go uh, you know, beyond the borders of Academic Senate. But there is some driving force or some connection there that we will support that. And that is in our work with the ZTC mm -hmm. and OER work. So our zero textbook cost, specifically a degree pattern or pathway, mm -hmm. as well as our open educational resources. And so the state has really made it very clear to us that that is a priority that they have. Yes. And it should be a priority of ours as well. And it has been a priority of ours. But early we, adopters, yeah. Yes, early mm -hmm. adopters, mm -hmm. absolutely. And But we are in a place now where there is some additional funding coming our way. Mm -hmm. So it's a great opportunity to not only recognize the work that we have done because mm -hmm. I, on a side note, I will say that in, in preparation for how to manage um, or how to utilize this funding that's come our way. There has been a lot of, you know, 
tracking what we have done and it's pretty mm. impressive. Yes, it is. I will say it's really impressive mm. what this campus has done and, and the commitment that the faculty and the staff and the administrative administration has had with ZTC and OER. Yeah. Despite our, you know, years of being traversing COVID and mm-hmm. all the impact behind that, when we look at the faculty who have adopted OER prior to March of 2020, and we compare that to a list of faculty who are still utilizing OER Mm -hmm. textbooks, that number has not decreased very much. Those faculty have stayed on board and they have continued to offer it Mm -hmm. despite having a fantastic program like Books Plus on board. They have continued to stand by the commitment that they initially made, which is Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer my course at no cost for textbooks. Right. So it's a great opportunity that particularly while we have Books Plus in place, let's take advantage of that time and let's take advantage of the funding that is coming our way Mm -hmm. from the state and let's grow what we have already done and let's let's envision what those next steps look like. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine that that is a very large project, again, that will go yes, beyond the borders of Academic Senate. But we're going to we're starting with a small work group. And of course, we will build out from there mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go through the collegial process to hopefully come up with another early adoption type of plan yes. or something that can stand out and we can be proud to say we have done. And as part of that, I think I'd also like to, to just put a plug in that mm-hmm. our campus will also be hosting the Creative Commons Boot Camp in December. It is okay. a week-long boot camp mm-hmm. that the Creative Commons group, which is related to OER, Open mm-hmm. Educational Resources, and they will be hosting that here on our campus in B100, okay. uh, where faculty from all over the, the state and the mm-hmm. area will come in to work on increasing their knowledge about OER, mm-hmm. about licensing, about what the Creative Commons looks like and how you can utilize things and become certified in that. So oh, that's great. super excited to offer that. Yeah, this, you know, hearing the foresight, you mentioned ZTC, zero textbook cost, OER, prior to March of 2020, which is before COVID. The foundational work that was done really helped kind of jumpstart the work when it was necessary. I think having that foresight and the ability to try things, I think, has been very beneficial and the colleges has benefited from that. You know, I, I, I don't want to shift gears, but it just reminded me of the California virtual campus which has also been implemented. We're a home institution and basically we offer classes for anyone, any student in the state to take. And that was a lot of work. And I know that happened over the last year. So just kind of building upon these initiatives, the work, but at the end of the day, it's rooted in supporting students. Absolutely. And it is supported by a faculty body who, like you say, is willing to step out there, take a risk, try something new, as well as all of the other staff and administration that it takes to support that work. So proud to say that we're doing a lot of really great things. No, it's really exciting. You know, it really kind of ties in when you talk about themes, you know, themes for the year. This year, uh, the theme is taking flight. How do you feel that that this work that we're doing encapsulates theme for this year? Well, actually... One of the other priorities that we have, obviously. Okay, let's um, back it up. I'll back back up it up to bit. get back yep. to this point. Okay. <laughs> One of the other priorities is, you know, we spent all of last year and even a little time prior to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, much of the 22-23 academic year was spent in planning, as you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our student equity planning, our yep. educational master planning, strategic planning at the district mm-hmm. level. So on all levels across guided our pathways. district, guided pathways yep. planning. Mm-hmm. 
So lots of planning happened, and that takes time mm -hmm. to have a solid plan that went through collegial process. Mm -hmm. And this year, as we see it, the year of implementation, right. understanding that a lot has already been started, mm -hmm. but the formalization and the documentation and the transparency of putting out the things that we are doing towards mm -hmm. those plans, identifying our priorities in those plans, right and identifying the responsible parties, who's going to take the mm -hmm. lead. Of course, Academic Senate will have pieces of that. So that, right. of course, will be our priority mm -hmm. according to whatever timeline we come up with. So I really tie the planning components of what we've been doing to our taking flight mm -hmm. theme this year, that we spent a lot of time on the ground, mm -hmm. making sure that that uh, airstrip was ready to go, yes. making sure all the support staff was in place, everybody's in their seats and Flight attendants are ready to go, right? And so the checklist, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we've done the checklist. And I feel like that all of this work, whether that be, because if we tie back to even like the ZTC OER work, mm -hmm. you can tie that to the equity plan. You can right. tie that to the educational master plan in terms of removing barriers for students. So mm -hmm. all of that really comes to play now that this is really the year of taking off. We yeah. put all the pieces in place, we've got the team together. Mm -hmm. Wings up, let's get in the air. Clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Very true. But yeah, it really does um, bring it all together, right? The, Absolutely. The plane is ready to fly and taking flight is such a great analogy yeah, for, for the work that's happening. It, is, it really is. It, and, you know, expecting that once we get up there, there's going to be turbulence. There's yeah, going to be bumpy yeah. roads. But it doesn't change the fact that we're up there, we're flying, and we're moving. And we have a destination. And we have a destination, which is our student success. That's right. They say uh, the captain has said to uh, put the seatbelt sign on. That just means all we're doing is uh, buckling up and getting ready to, to get right. to our destination. We're going to get there. Sometimes uh, a little turbulence is uh, what we have to deal with. But as long as we get safely to our destination. So I think that's a great theme and good analogy as we talk about the student journey. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, Davina. We all appreciate the work that you're doing on our campus, in our community, and representing the faculty through the Academic Senate. I'm happy to do it. I'm humbled in doing it. Thank you for having me again. And I look forward to the journey that we all take in flight this year. All right. Taking off safely, soundly, together. Absolutely. And with that, we have come to the conclusion of this episode of SBBC's Campus-Wide Podcast. Huge thank you to my guests for being here with us today. And thanks so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow SBBC on your favorite social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Discord. Just search for SBBC and you can't miss us. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, we would love to hear from you. Just reach out to us at podcast at valleycollege.edu. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.